Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 85 of Smart Enough to Know Better. It's a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. And I'm Gregoire. And in episode 85 of Smart Enough to Know Better, I'm going to be talking bubbles. And I'm going to teach you how to see in the infrared. Also, head lice. <laughs> and all those little friends. Aww. But before we get to that, what has happened to you this week in science? This week in science, I got to explain emission spectra to someone. I was so excited because my job is normally about doing lots of science education, but because we're on Christmas holidays, all the kids are away, and so I just sit around in the office looking a bit sad doing paperwork, and so this person was like, oh, space and then light. I was like, no, no, you're wrong. Emission spectra. Is that James Bond's villain? Yes, that's right. In the is next, in, in, that's the, yes, in the next James Bond movie, it's going to be, hello, my name's Emission Spectra. Ooh. Yuck, actually, now I think about it. Hello, Bond, my name's Emission. Emission Spectra. Well, you think you could make emissions. That's, I've been practising all my life. You might want to work on that one, Bond. It's what, not, not sexy enough? No, no really isn't. No, I was... Sorry, I'm getting old. <laughs> Get, I've been doing this for like 80 years now. <laughs> anyway, I was very excited to talk to them for about... 20 minutes, 30 minutes about emission spectrum. Oh, I was so excited. And then I realized at the end, I was like, oh, man, I'm so just, I need this. I need this. It's like a drug. Does it explain? And then go, oh, thanks a lot. That was really helpful. I really understand it now. Like, yeah, oh, I'm good. If I'm, only there was some sort uh, of um, uh, outlet for you to explain science and to just, people. But we just babble crazy stuff on this podcast. It was actually <laughs> like true. real, when, it was real science, man. We're not actually and explaining I actually, a lot. I was doing things like showing how electrons, when, when a, a an atom becomes excited, the electron jumps up to a higher energy state, but using a Coke can and like standing up from the table and like it's at this level, it must drop down to this level, but can't go halfway, etc. etc. And this person was looking at me like I was crazy. It was wonderful. I had the best time. I think they liked it too. Now, did they walk away understanding it or did they just walk away saying that they understood it? That's a very good point. And I even said that. I went, I probably babbled a lot of things at you because I got really excited. And but the things to remember is this, this, and this, these three things that you were actually asked about. Boom, boom, boom. So when you go away, just remember that, that, and that. I could have said that in two minutes, but it took me 25 to explain neutrinos and everything else I was talking about. It was wonderful. They seemed quite quite happy. Oh, good. <sighs> what about you, Dan? We bought a robot. The Yay! Fro- the Frog Princess and I bought a robot. What robot? Uh, you know iRobot and they make the vacuum cleaners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got one, like a cheaper one, mm-hmm. which just... Uh, you robot. You robot. A, a robot. A robot. <laughs> just a robot. It's just like, what huh. does it do? Oh, it's got two of the three laws. <laughs> Yeah, and every day they change. Every so, day they change. So sometimes it just ignores me and tries to kill me. Sometimes it's great. It's <laughs> random, and it's got law four, which so, is a bit strange. Some days, some days it just lets me die. Other days it intentionally tries to kill me. <laughs> They're always the best days. It's got a little cloth at the front of it, and yep. it's basically just a little sweeping bot. Huh. It's not noisy, yep. and it just sort of wanders around the house. It's not like your sister-in-law, is it? You haven't, you're not just painting a silver and making it work. No, this one actually works. Oh, right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. But uh, the the vacuum cleaner, mm. you've got. Your I have a Roomba, and you you start it up, yes, and it just sort of wanders off in this in a in a curve, it just bounces all over the damn place. It actually is following a plan. Thank you very much. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. So it, the first time it does it, wanders all over the place. Once it's in the set room, then it has a better idea of what's going on. So ha 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 ha. Oh, okay. So it, it it's learned your uh, yes the layout. Yes, yes, and it does the most. It does the best way of, of moving around that room. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not just a random random walk. 
Oh, it follow- right. There are algorithms that it follows. It is actually following plans. Mm. You can tweak them too. It's open source. I just found this out. Oh, all right. So you can actually get in there and go, oh, I think they're it, rubbish. Does also. it just go back and forth like does someone mowing a lawn? Back and forth like someone mowing a lawn. So it starts at one corner and goes straight and no, then no, turn no, around no. and come back. No, no, what it does is looking for the dirtiest point and then working on that. Oh, So weird. actually that's one of the things. It finds it and goes, oh, no, it's really bad. And then it starts a different st- – like a, so it goes to there and goes, oh, this is really dirty. And it'll start like a spiraling out thing and it'll spiral out and then spiral back in, make sure it's really nice and clean and then move on again and just keep going around. Yeah. So it's, it's quite complicated. But anyway, go on. What's well, yours this do? one, what it does is it goes straight until yep. it hits a wall and then it turns around and then it just moves a little ping, bit. And then you just turn it around? It. Yeah, that's, that's how it is. That's <laughs> – that's a, basically, it's a cloth at the front of a little police car that just sort of <laughs> drives around in circles. <laughs> what it does is it goes up and it hits a wall. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it, it, it acts like a little a child. Oh. It, it, just, it wanders up and goes, bonk, uh, and then it turns around and then it, turn, it comes back the other way. It goes, yeah. la, 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 bonk, uh, and oh. then it turns around and does it. And so it goes back and forth in parallel lines right. okay. to sweep everything. Yep. It can get a little bit lost. Yep. So what you do is you put a little cube. You remember that Doctor Who episode with all the cubes? Uh, yes, the so Attack of the Cubes, the, bo- the, the boring episode with all the little black cubes that didn't do anything. And the Doctor spent months and months with Amy and Rory going, what are Oh, these yes, cubes yeah, 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 yes, right, yes, yes. Well, this cube yes. looks very much like those cubes. Oh. And you just stick it in the middle of the room and you press the button and a little light turns on. Oh. And this, that's called so the... It's like, so it's like a lighthouse sort of thing. Yeah, it's I'm called the here. North Star. Right. And the little <laughs> droid... Yes. It can see in the infrared. Yep. Ooh. So it looks at the ceiling and the, the little box sends up two lights to the ceiling that are infrared. Yep. I can't see them. Yep. But maybe the, you will at the end of the podcast, Dan. Ooh, maybe. Uh-huh. The little droid <laughs> wanders around underneath it and can see those two spots and orients itself. Oh, okay. that's how it orients itself. Okay. And, it, no, and it learns where all the boundaries in the room are. Yep. It has to do that every time you turn it on. Right. Okay. But it only sweeps every area once. Okay, and you can make it make a little cloth damp, yep. and it will mop for you. That's very nice. That's lovely. Really Robots, cool. so making but, them do our bidding, brilliant. But I couldn't figure out what this North Star did, mm. and I was like, "Well, I need to look at. I can't see in the infrared. Yeah, that sucks." But I figured it out. How did you figure it? What did you do? I used my iPhone because it can see in the infrared. The iPhone lens, the front of an iPhone five, yep. has a little infrared filter, oh. which makes you. Can, makes your photos better because yep. it doesn't let in infrared light. Right. But the front-facing one, that's just a crappy one, it lets in infrared light. So if I look at something that's beaming at like a, a remote control yes. and I shine it into the front-facing camera on my phone, right. I can see the little infrared light going uh, on. I didn't know that. I, I have to, Actually, no, I didn't know that. I saw one with the Xbox Connect and people freaking out with that because oh, it yeah. fires millions and millions and millions of lights all over the room. It pixelizes and, the room. Yeah, and then when you put it on, you're like, ah! Dots and any machine that's like measuring you up, going, Yeah, I just covered you in a million laser pointers, and no, no reason. I don't have a million guns pointed at you, don't worry, it's fine. I only need one. I just want to know where you You are are at at all all times times. when you're asleep. What's the other thing that wants to know where you are at all? Santa, a uh, a robust ex boyfriend, right? Yeah, connect the robust ex boyfriend of the console world, yeah, right. That's why it's called an ex. What? Box. That's a, it's an X. Oh right. A couple of episodes we were talking about bubbles. Yes. And the wall of the bubble is like a surfactant. Yes. 
And Perfect. I'm going to get in trouble because that's uh, one of the, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And what it does <laughs> is the inside layer and the outside layer, they trap a thin layer of water mm, mm. In, as the wall of the bubble. Right. And the gravity pulls the water down. Mm. And if the friction of the surfactant is high enough, then mm. it doesn't fall down very quickly. Surface tension, not friction. Yep. yep. Surface. Surface tension, surely. Tension. Wouldn't be friction. Um, oh, you know. I'm no, sp- there were a couple of things going on there. Oh, so. okay, okay. That thing. Go back and listen to that one again. Yeah, go yeah. listen to that episode. Don't listen to but, us. Listen to us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In the past. Yeah, I trust those guys. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, and so what would happen is the gravity would drain all the water down mm. until there was not enough water at the top of the bubble and a hole would appear and that would pop the bubble. Right. That was what I mentioned in the podcast. Mm. My brother, Steve, he was blowing bubbles for his kid mm-hmm. recently and sometimes they would go out the door mm. and the ones that went out the door and into the sort of the drizzle, it was kind of a drizzly mm. day, would actually last substantially longer. Oh. And he said, well, that's a bit weird. Is that because like there's the air's more... wet or something? Or... Well, the... so I said, well, maybe it's, maybe if all the moisture is running to the bottom of the bubble, mm. maybe having mist hitting the top of the bubble is sort of refreshing and recharging mm. the bubble. Mm. Maybe. And so we had a bit of a discussion. How would you test that? Mm. And he said, well, you'd have to build like a, a hallway filled with mist and then blow bubbles down the hallway. Mm. And I sort of thought about that for a while and went, that seems like a lot of work. Mm. Mm. And then I went, well, you wouldn't have to do that. All you need to do is blow bubbles so that they land on some sort of sheet that won't pop. Because sometimes when you blow bubbles, they land on a surface yeah. and yep. they just sit there, yep. especially if the surface is kind of soapy yep. or it's water. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could do that. And you know what I did today? What's that? I did an experiment. My goodness. And what did you find out? I wrote up a hypothesis and everything. Oh, right. What was your hypothesis? Okay. Uh, We understand that the mechanism that causes a bubble to pop is that the water is contained between an inside and outside layer of surfactant and the water drops to the bottom due to gravity. The hypothesis is that a bubble that is sprayed with mist will Mm. last longer than one that isn't. Uh So I got a granite tabletop, which was covered in a soapy film. Mm -hmm. Bubbles were blown onto it until a half bubble stuck to the tabletop. Yes. Bubbles smaller than a golf ball were destroyed in order to limit size variation. Okay, yep, yep. And you just wanted to have fun. (laughs) Bubbles! Small bubbles! Bubbles! Odd-numbered bubbles were left to pop by themselves. Mm -hmm. Even-numbered bubbles were sprayed with a fine mist of water. Right. In total, 22 bubbles were measured, mm-hmm. 11 dry and 11 wet. The surface was sponged of excess water when it got too wet. Bubbles that popped before stabilising were ignored. Yep. And I measured it with a little stopwatch on my phone. Yep. A dry bubble lasted, on average, 11.9 seconds okay. before popping. Yep. A wet bubble lasted 32.4 seconds. Uh, by lightly spraying it with a misty yeah. spray sort of thing in the air. Yep. Around it. Uh, now, interesting. Now, when you do this sort of stuff, are you supposed to, like, take away the, the bottom couple and the top couple? You can do that. Of, that's what, more what, statistics. What is that? That's um, t- getting rid of the outliers. I don't know what the actual term, but you can get rid of the outliers. Yeah. So if you get the one, so if you get one that, that lasts days mm-hmm. and one that lasts no time at all, then you go, well, they're probably not part of the sample and they get rid of those ones. All oh, right. But I don't know what, it's, you'd have to get onto a statistician and ask exactly what it is, but it's about means or averages or something like that. Oh, okay. It's getting rid of the outliers. I did that. Mm-hmm. The dry one changed from 11.9 seconds to 10.8. Okay. I got rid of the top two and the bottom two. Yep. So that was 10.8. And then the wet one lasted, went from 32.4 to 29.8. So okay. very similar. Still, but still, still three, very similar. Still nearly three times the length of time. That's a significant variation. Yeah. That would be significant. That You'd go, that sounds pretty significant to me. Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. Well done. I did, so I did science. You did some science. I actually did an experiment and wrote it up and everything. That's very good. And we're going to be able to see it. Will people be able to click on the link to have a look at your, your paper? 
paper? Well, okay, your this website. Your website. I just told you everything that I've written. But you down. could write it down and go, there it is, and then point at it, and people will go and read it. Why is why is it in text any more valid than me than recording it, it as audio? Because more people could get into audio. They can hear it. They they, or they they know everything. So you're not going to, are you? Nah, not going to write it up. Even though you've written it up on the thing, I here. could just cut and paste it. It's right there. It's it's in your little tablet device yeah. that you're using to. You didn't remember all that. He wasn't he wasn't remembering it. That was all from a. Oh, so you got you've got it look there. At you destroying you've, the magic. No, it's on. Yes, destroying the magic. He wrote something down. <laughs> How dare you got to write down your results? Yes, and, and republish them. I'll so I'll, so I'll publish. All right, fine, I'll do that. <laughs> Daniel. Human beings... Daniel. Daniel. Now you know you're in trouble. Daniel. Dan. Excuse me, hang on, I've just got to get out of this lion's den. That's it. <laughs> okay, there we go. Your name's Daniel, isn't it? Yeah. You are Daniel Beeston. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, I've never actually called you Dan. Daniel. It's the first time in my life I've ever actually called you Daniel. It may well be the it's, case. It's a bit weird. Anyway. Anyway, possibly, preferably the last. No, 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 I'm just going to call you Daniel from here on in. And this is Gregoire and Daniel Beeston. And mm. smile to know better. Anyway, Dan. Yep. What can humans see? What can we see? Yes. Ah, uh, look, a uh, podcaster. <laughs> Grinning but like a How maniac. do you see me? How do you see me? Uh, pretty well, thanks. That's good. Okay. Oh, I mean, I'm wearing glasses. You're wearing glasses, so. but but yes. I can photons. Yes, very good. Are yeah. bouncing off light source. No, are coming from light sources yep. like Chad. Yep. The Earth's sun, or from yep. the filament in a bulb. Yep. Or, or uh, excited atoms. Vampire in a gas. squid. Vampire squid. They they do produce light. That's right. Now, and so they bounce off your stuff. Yes. yes. And they cut and they come into my eye. Yes. And and they bounce around your eye. And yeah. They, they, now ultraviolet. Yeah. Doesn't do that. Nope. Infrared doesn't do that. Nope. Unless you get an iPhone front-facing camera. Very good. Yes, that's but right. But what we call the um the visible spectrum, visible spectrum, which yeah. is most of the light that comes out of the sun. No, big chunk no of it. it's not. Well, not most, but no. it's it's where the bump is. It's where the bump is. There's yes, not as much yes. They're more, more and then the, there's a great big heap of visual light. Visual yes, there's more green than anything else. Actually, our sun peaks on green. Uh, we've discussed this before in the podcast, but, mm. but yes, but that's not saying that that doesn't just because you have the peak in a certain area doesn't mean that more light comes out in that area. Like you know what I mean? Like it's, it means the maximum of that stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that's why. But that, as you pointed out, that's why our visual range is there. Yeah, is because we can make use of. Yeah, there's a larger amount of light yeah. to use that yeah. we can we, that we can therefore use. That's right. That we can't use. We can't see ultraviolet. We can't see X rays. We can't see gamma rays. We can't see infrared we can't see radio waves but they're all electromagnetic spectrum so we go (laughs) but i want to see all those things how do we so how do i do you know how our eyes work how do i like how so the photon it's not going into our brain is it no it's something's something's happening a photoreceptor on the back in the retina yes so you've got your rods with cones yep so the rods figure out like they, they acknowledge how bright or dim something is yes and the cones recognize red green and blue colors no it's the other way around rods rods see the colors cones cones are the yeah the cones are the colored ones are they no uh, no rods rods are you, rods you, are you the... just said you just swapped it around what rods rods are the what you yeah rods are what you use in bright light yeah cones are what you use in dim light oh. you don't see colors in 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 dim light because your cones don't see colors oh, right. or don't see colors very, no they don't see colors well, i thought ro- it was the cones were the colored ones that's right well maybe i'm right okay. maybe we would have walked same anyway the point I here hope so it's a, be, that'd be pretty good we hardly we didn't get have a little walk of shame last I know, time. I know. Anyway, so I do want to read this out because I found this really interesting. So inside the human eyes are photopigments, uh, pigments that change structure when they're hit by a photon. And a part of the photopigment that changes structure is the chromophore. 
it's shackled to what's called an opsin. And give a chroma 4 just the right amount of energy and it changes structure, cutting the opsin loose and starting the process that ends what we call seeing. So what it's doing is changing an electromagnetic impulse into a chemical impulse that our brains can interpret. Mm-hmm. That's the transformation in our eyes. Only photons with the right amount of energy to change the human chroma 4 can actually make it work. So that's between 390 to 720 nanometers wavelength. And then that makes this opsin jump off your eye and it starts it. If it's, if it's not the right enough energy, not within that range, then your eye can't, it just won't work. Your eye goes, I can't do it. So is, that, is it the same amount of energy for all different colors and that, that your eye is acknowledging? Well, or different, is it different energies are different colors. No, no, not different energies are different colors. No, no. The cause remember, your eye has red, green, and blue mm. rods, and we've talked. Uh, your your so they would a, react a tri- to different. No, not necessarily. No, 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 not necessarily. That's not what we're talking about here. So remember, the, the red one, when the red one gets hit by red light, it goes oh, red light, and it activates on that one. But we're talking about in that range. So right. just trying to keep it simple here. Trying to keep okay. it simple. But we can't see infrared because infrared is in well, like the close infrared is about a thousand nanometers. Remember, I said before, three hundred ninety to seven hundred twenty nanometers. Infrared is a thousand nanometers for the wavelength, and that is too slow and too low energy. So it's, it's too big and too low energy mm. to actually not knock too the, slow. Not to, they all travel at the same speed. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, too big and too low energy to knock a chromophore off. So it sort of runs into your eye and it goes ah, and, and it goes damn it, and it doesn't doesn't work. Yep. Now. That's, that's all well and good. But there was a group of scientists who were working with a machine that produced infrared light. And while they were working with this device, mm-hmm. they started noticing one by one. And out of the corner of their eye, they saw a green glow from the machine. Mm-hmm. And when they look at it, it wasn't there. And they go, that's a bit weird. And they started saying, whoa, what's going on? Like, after a while, enough of them were saying, did you see that green glow? Yeah, I did see that green glow. And they go, oh, maybe the machine's faulty. Maybe it's putting out green light for some reason, which mm-hmm. seems weird. They get a little check. No, it's only putting out infrared light. Maybe it's haunted. Maybe it's haunted. Maybe it's radioactive. But they didn't, they didn't know what was going on. So they, they looked into it, and they, they tried to work out what was going on, and they realised that, you know, they couldn't see it. The more infrared this light this machine was producing, so the more photons it was pumping out, mm-hmm. more and more and more photons, the more chance they had of seeing the green glow, the flash of green light. So and what was going on? That, that was really weird. So they, how are we... They, we're that seeing, was the question they asked. We're, we're seeing infrared light. We're, somehow we think we're seeing infrared light. It's really quite amazing because that's we explained before how the eye worked before. So the eye needs between 390 and 720 nanometers light to strike the yep. uh, strike the, the chromophore and which activates the chemical process. And uh, so the 1,000 is too, is too weak. Mm-hmm. But... When you pump out so many photons at the eyes, or right now, this machine is in the room with you right now, it pumps out one of these thousand nanometer photons of infrared light, not enough energy, it just goes away, like it's just absorbed and nothing it doesn't actually happen in your eye. Mm-hmm. But what happens if two of them hit your eye at the same time? Oh, wow. So 2,000 nanometer wavelength of infrared light, two photons, stroke struck the same chromophore at the same time. Effectively being twice the energy we're making it equivalent roughly don't get upset people it's not gonna be exactly right roughly 500 nanometers now 500 nanometers is everyone say at the same time green 1000 no no what (laughs) oh yeah 500 500 nanometers between 390 so it's roy gb so Mm -hmm. start off with red red orange yellow green blue indigo and violet so red at three at 390 and violet at 720 green is about 500 560 or so um, so it's like how you can't hear, like when an owl is flying nearby, 
But if you're getting attacked by like a swarm of owls, you can hear the <laughs> f- out of that. Like you can right. hear that shit going this, down. You live in an exciting part of Brisbane where that happens to you a lot. No, I have to go really seek it out. Right. This experience. <laughs> no, I just thought it was interesting. So the, the human eye, under special conditions, can actually see infrared light as long as there are enough photons of infrared light blasting into your eye at exactly the same time. So what's at seven hundred? 700, what? roughly 700. Yeah. It's near the end. Red. It would be, no, no, no. Red is 390 and up to, oh, no, no, sorry. Oh, God, red would be near I'm the sorry, I've got, I've got it around the wrong way, haven't I? Oh, do you? But anyway, so yeah, you're right. Of course it is. So, so, so yes. So, so red is like 700. About, roughly 700. Roughly 700. Yeah, and yeah, blue yeah. is like? The 390. 390. Yeah, violet would be 390. So yeah, Roy G. Biv. So if you could get something that was just, like was, was 800. Right. And yes. then you could, you could pump the same thing and get blue? Like it would... No, it, no, Could no. anyone see 800 and blast out so much 800 that they need to... Oh, no, because you... Yes, no, because you'd, you'd still be able to see it all. Yeah, that's right. You, yeah, but it, it, just, it worked in that case because it was about 1,000 nanometers. And because and it, it and doesn't it dro- show up. Yes, and you, you don't see the 1,000 nanometers, mm. but then you drop down into... When two of them yeah. strike, you start seeing the green. But anyway, I like the fact that you work it out as green and why I saw a green flash. But anyway, so if you need to see infrared light, get so much infrared light in your eyes that you might start seeing flashes of other colors. But you may also get damage your eyes because infrared light is heat and you don't want to have lots and lots of infrared light constantly in your eyes don't do it do not cook your eyeballs don't just remember just because you can't see it doesn't mean it can't hurt you all right officer dan this guy is one tough nut to crack so i'll play good cop you play bad cop capiche all right scumbag let's not take all day shall we you better stop giving us a silent treatment i can't control him when he's like this yeah tell us about the fire Fire? No, this, this, this was a robbery. Well then, looks like I picked up the wrong case document. I do that all the time. Are you? That's if I grab one at all. Usually, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing because I tend to doze off during the briefings. No, 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 when when I said bad cop. You know that fire I was asking about? I lit it intentionally. Wait, what? And sometimes I take bribes, if you know what I mean. Um, I do know what you mean, because you didn't obfuscate the comment. You're actually being bad at being the bad cop. Oh, I'm not just the bad cop. I'm f***ing terrible. I'm the Russian doll of incompetence. Do you really take bribes? What's it worth to you? If I told you that there was an astral body called Star, (laughs) what would that astral body be? An astral body called Star. Star. A satellite. Man-made satellite. Oh, that's a good guess. What if I said it was called 4150 Star? Uh, An asteroid of some sort. Oh, he's he's honing in. What if I told you that whatever this astral body was, it was discovered... A comet. Just after 4149 Harrison, 4148 McCartney, uh, and 4147 Lennon. Uh-huh. And after 4146 Sutcliffe was ejected from the solar system. Right. That's a joke. There was no Sutcliffe. Oh, because he was the fifth beetle. Uh, these are all minor planets uh, orbiting Chad. Right. Orbiting Chad. Yeah. Minor planets orbiting Chad. Really? Yeah. And actually, are they actually uh, what dwarf planets or... 
Um, they are little tiny things. That, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not dwarf planets. Well, not like I, series and that sort of stuff. Not um, like, dwarf like... planets are incorporated in minor planets. I think. Oh, okay. Right. Uh. Might be wrong. No, no, no. But we have we have six hundred and forty thousand minor planets in the uh, solar system. Minor planets, and yeah. that's, that's not the same as dwarf planets. Then. No. No. Then okay, it's a very different thing. Four hundred thousand of them have predictable orbits. Right. Some of them they just blink across the sky, and yeah. science is like, I don't fucking know where it's, it's going. It's coming back. We have no idea. Bye. Please don't kill us in the future. Thanks. Uh, they started calling them names from Greek and Roman mythology, but they kind of ran out. So they started on Greek names for cities and then famous women from history. And then someone named them after his dogs. Nice. <laughs> so it all went a bit crazy. But, but also, I mean, if you discover a comet, because at the moment above us, as we're recording this, yeah. there is, there's Lovejoy, Comet Lovejoy, the fifth Comet Lovejoy discovered by the Australian astronomer, Mr. Lovejoy. Mm-hmm. And he got to choose it. He gets to pick the name because yep. he picked it. Yep. So it has... Well, you're allowed to do the same thing with minor planets, right. although you're not allowed to name it after yourself. Oh. So what they do is that all these scientists who are looking for them, they name them after each other. Oh, that's lovely. Is- could you just, like, can I, I call it Gerg? Gerg? Gerg. Like my name backwards. Yeah, maybe. Like you could call it Nad. I don't want to call anything Nad. No, that's pretty good. It's a giant space ball. <laughs> but yeah, this guy named him after his dogs, Pertain and Subpoena. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and no one noticed. Yeah, like he he got that under the under yeah. the gate, but then he named, then he named it after his cat. Mm-hmm. So now there's a minor planet called Doctor Spock. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to cause alarm. That someone's going to go. Did you name that after? Well, you can't possibly name that after the fictional character from the Starship Enterprise. Oh no, 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 no! I'm assuming he named the cat after the pediatrician. Right, pediatrician. Oh, okay. Because the Vulcan on Star Trek is. Mr. Spock. He's not a doctor. He hasn't he's got a PhD. He's not a doctor. He's not a doctor. He hasn't got a PhD. He's Dr. Bones. He's, like, oh, he's, he's just clever. Why has he got that role? He's a science officer. He should have a PhD. I'm very disappointed. Yeah. Mr. Spock, get on it. Yeah. Get on it, Mr. Spock. Do a, do a part-time course or something. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just you could work part-time. You're very clever. You could work... <sighs> Maybe he did a bachelor's. Please write Maybe it. that's why t- he had to get into the military. Because <laughs> he wasn't... Yes, he wasn't. He couldn't... <laughs> <laughs> well, the Vulcans wouldn't let him have a. Uh, they're like, oh, sorry, you're too human, and the humans are like, oh, you're too Vulcan. Oh, it's terrible. That's so. What qualifications does Spock actually have? Is it, have we cracked something wide open here on Smart of the Better? Are we? Is he like okay, just? Oh yes, Captain. Logically, there has to be a dirty great alien thing. Yeah. Well, well done, Mr. Spock. Well done, you. You you think it's just pity? He just, it's like, just, oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah sure. Uh, yeah, McCoy, okay. do you reckon yeah. you could um, actually look that up on like, uh, Uhura, Space Google? Ahura, yeah, use that. Use the uh, use the computer. Oh, it's yeah, he's right. Oh, well done, Spock. You got it again. You beat Space Google. <sighs> we have a computer, man. It's got all the knowledge in the universe that it. Ahura has it connected to her ear. Whatevs, <laughs> whatevs. I like the idea that Spock is also really bad at biting, and because he's really strong, Vulcans are stronger oh, than humans. Yeah, I cause... love the idea that Kirk's like, "Oh no, Spock's beating me again yeah. in a battle," and, and he like he breaking like a twig. Yeah, he's, he's just, oh, they're so nice. In the future, everyone's so nice. They go, "He's the smartest, best guy in the world." And in the modern oh, one, dude. he's also sexy because he gets it from Uhura. So it's kind of like they're having a relationship. But she's like, "Oh, I better petty girlfriend him because you oh, know there you go. he's terrible." Spock's an awful man. How can you have the genetics of two different races and have a penis that's smaller than either of them? So you're half human, half Vulcan, and you're as smart as a human, and you're as physically adept as a Vulcan. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, you got the bad genetics. That's, yeah. what, that's why everyone mocked him. Anyway, sorry, yes. Mr. Spock. The cat, Mr. Spock. Doctor. Yes. Oh, I know. Cat's called Dr. Spock. The cat got its doctorate. Well, thank goodness. Well, even a cat can get his doctorate. Get on your game, Spock. 
So there are a couple more uh, minor planets I found. 6042, Cheshire Cat. Nice. 9007, James Bond. Ah, uh, yes. 26858, Mr. Rogers. No. Oh. There's also 864, Arse. <laughs> 3174, Allcock. 17458, Dick. 821, Fanny. 14965, You dirty, dirty words after a while. Yes. Right, right. 1476, Cox. Yes. 5762, Wank. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's uh, what else uh, have we find? Oh, uh, there's the tw- sky is full of wank. <laughs> uh, imagine if oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if the Earth's orbit intersected with Bonk's orbit? Yeah, right. We got a bonk on the head, like <laughs> spookaboom. Goodbye, dinosaurs. Again, <laughs> we double killed them. Yeah. What? I'm assuming that we're going to genetically bring dinosaurs oh, okay, back right, right. just in time. I for like the idea that actually, down. actually, that's what killed them originally. It was it was Planet Bonk that got them. Who bonked the dinosaurs? But bonk's still up there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe it was Roger. Also, who rogered the dinosaurs? Mm, yes. <laughs> there's also 27386, Chad Campbell. Oh, close. And 28182, Chad Harris. Oh, also close. But uh, they all orbit Chad. That's very good. Well, they don't all... I mean... Yeah, yeah a, they would all orbit. Yeah, yep. Oh, no, some of them, they don't know the orbit, so maybe it's just sort of drifting past. Maybe right. They're. Although that wouldn't be a minor... Oh, yeah, no, that'd be a minor planet. Sure. You can have a planet that's not orbiting a star. Very good. So our skies are full of tiny rocks that may fly out of space and murder us all. I found, and I've got, a, I've got a list of, I've got a list of other minor planets yes. for you to read out. Okay. Uh, so just read those out. Don't worry about the numbers. Just sure. read them all out. Right. Uh, we have. Did you like Gregory, Warren, Daniel, Bouncin, A's, Smuts, Enos. Tenyo and Boda. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. You've set off the intro music again. Hang on, I better shut that off. That's, uh... You didn't hear what you were saying? No. What you were saying was Gregory Warren, Daniel Bertson, us, Mutz, in us, Tenyo, Boda. Right. Huh? That's, huh? that's very good. I, I feel like I've wasted a lot of time. Because, <laughs> quite frankly, that took... A lot of time. What I've I've learned is accents change to how certain things are said. Yeah. Say it again, Dan, for the once more for the cheap seats. It's Gregory Warren, Daniel Botson, our smuts in us to no bother. It's it's actually very good. Yeah. I'm very impressed. Yeah. So basically, we can honestly say our podcast is immortalized in the solar system. The solar system has done an intro for the podcast. (laughs) Dan, here's the birthday present you wanted me to buy for the frog princess. Hey, hey, shh, not so loud. You let the cat out of the bag. The cat? I didn't buy a cat. Was I supposed to buy a cat? What? No, you'll let the cat out of the bag. It means it won't be a secret anymore. You'll ruin the surprise. But why? Why a cat? Because if you've got a bag with a cat in it, you don't know what's in the bag. I may not know much, Dan, but I know what sound a cat makes in a bag. It's the one creature that lets you know in no uncertain terms exactly what species it is and exactly how unhappy it is to be in there. But if the cat is out of the bag, everyone can see it. Are you kidding me? I own a cat that's out of a bag. I haven't seen it in six days. It doesn't come out to be petted? No. I think it's cranky I keep putting it into a bag. Maybe you should stop putting your cat into a bag. Speaking of which, this little guy is running out of air. What little guy? The gift you want me to buy. I got the puppy. For God's sake, Greg, let the dog out of the bag! 
I have a hypothetical for you because uh-huh. we mm. have discussed mm. the science relating to zombie outbreaks we have. quite a bit. Probably too much. Probably too much. Right, let's do it again. But, okay. <laughs> okay, you've put me on the back foot already. Oh. A lot of people, they go, oh, okay, zombie outbreak. Mm. I've got to uh, barricade myself into like a supermarket. Right. So I, I've got access to food and like a, resources like and stuff. Like a Walmart or something. Yeah. yeah. Guns and, yeah. Gu- yeah, gu- and, guns and... Yeah, and ladies' underwear. Yep. Tennis but, balls. But mostly food. Oh, and you want food. food. No, it's fine. You want a supermarket. Transformer toy. But it occurred to me the other day... A like, mousetrap. A, a supermarket's going to almost immediately be a really... Gross place to be. Yeah, it's like a tinned a food box. market. Tinned food market, Dan. Everything's tinned. Well, that, that's the thing. But they—it's not like that, is it? You walk into a supermarket. What do you got in there? Well, there's a fresh food aisle, fresh fruit and veg, and there's like a meat place, meat full of lovely meat, dairy, and a bread and dairy. I love that part. And cleaning products, which you're going to need very soon. Yes. And- if zombies are there, you don't yeah. have to worry about the zombies. You've locked them out. Yeah. You're a smarty pants. You don't want to get you don't want to get or something or no. Or you, you, that would be embarrassing yeah, during yeah. a zombie apocalypse. Or golden stuff. Almost or, immediately. Yeah. Just yeah. You so, cut yourself and immediately die. So you got a team of like a dozen people. Yeah. What do you What do you have to do first and foremost? Well, in the in the supermarket. Yeah. You've got no power. Power went out a couple of hours Chuck ago. All the eat all the fresh stuff. Eat all the free, eat all, as much fresh stuff as you can. Yeah, just, just well, enjoy one last really nice meal. Yeah, before everything just starts going berserk and everyone seems to freak out stupidly. So you have a good, nice, nice meal, and then you're going to have to salt some of the meat. Oh, and that's a good idea. You maybe can salt. So what? So you just salt it so it dries out. Yeah, and hang it up somewhere so it's like beef jerky. I have no idea. Hopefully there'll be a book aisle that tells you how to uh, make some beef jerky. Yeah, really I wonder good. if you could smoke some of it. Yeah, I suppose Because so. smoking and salting is a way... Oh, I see. Not, not smoking as in... No, no, no. No, right, right okay. Not, uh, not no, puffing away on yeah, a cigarette. Yeah, just like, oh, would you like and some you need the key lamb shank? Anyway. Uh, well, what, you'd probably want those cigarettes because people would want cigarettes at the end of the world. But, but I, they'd start to go a bit nuts. But I mean, one of those you things... You could use them for, as, as, to trade. Currency. currency. Yeah, that'd be good. But see, I don't smoke, and I, and I don't think at this stage of my life I'm ever likely to. So at the end of the world, people in the movies, people do that kind of weird thing of... Oh, well, do you want a cigarette? Well, I've never done one before. I better do it now. And you're like, why? It's a horrible thing. It smells awful and tastes awful. And I don't. Anyway, I don't think I would. But I understand other people would desperately want them, mm. and they would probably carve my knees off to get them. So I better get them as far away from me as possible. So what you do is you use them as lures and throw them where the zombies are, <laughs> and they run out, and then they're, yeah, they're out of there, and they stop being murderous. So yes, no, they don't actually, do they? They don't stop being murderous at all. They become zombies and yeah. they're just as murderous. That's, and now they just don't want to smoke. They want to smoke your brains. <laughs> that's, that's all they want to just do. Just roll the brains up in a little bit of a tally-ho. <laughs> and... So what you're asking is you have to get rid of the fresh stuff. You have to get rid of the stuff that's going to pour it out a window or something or, or uh, get rid of it. Well, you probably don't want old dairy. Can you do much with old dairy? No, I think I think make cheese. You make cheese. But, I don't but think that, that wouldn't last very long And either. also that would be bad. You don't, yeah. and if you don't know what you're doing, it's... Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't... We've got so cheese. The, the supermarket's going to have cheese. That'll last a long time. Yeah. You want to get rid of the milk. I'd say so, yes. Or at least not open it. But it's gonna, in the end, it will start to ferment anyway. And, it's and like it's starting popping. Exploding bottles. Oh, or, yeah, so you, you don't want you, that. You don't want that. So it's throw it out a window. Just get it all out the window. Get it all out yeah. But it's not, it's not an urgent thing. Like, it's not going to no, ferment I, for a little while. A couple but, of days. Okay. Yeah. But the, I love your idea of salting the meat. What else can you do? Can you... Because you can, I mean, you can can stuff, but you won't have the ability to do that. <laughs> You're not going to be canning it, no. no. You but could, you can pickle stuff, about, couldn't about, you? Well, you could, yeah, you can put it in alcohol, you can pickle it. How about get plastic bags and suck all the air out of the plastic bag and tie them off? 
So you could put lots of fresh things into plastic bags so that hopefully it would last longer. Mm. Uh, yeah. They might be in vacuum, seal it away. So if you get those, you know those things, if you're in a big enough shopping centre, you might have a vacuum pack. You know those things? Like yeah. No, but you need electricity to run them. That's no true. electricity. Oh, yeah, yeah. No refrigeration. Okay, yeah, good point. Now, bum. Let's I pass. like your idea of pickling. Get, get some alcohol. Oh, there's no alcohol in a supermarket in Australia. Not in Australia. Stupid Australia. Stupid Australia. We're going to die because of you, Australia, and your <laughs> liquor laws. <laughs> it's almost the whole shopping centre. There might be a... a it's, um... Like a bottle low next door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's almost always a bottle low yeah. next door to a so supermarket. You could get a, a big plank and put it across the roof and go get some alcohol. Get the crappy stuff. Yeah, like yeah. The, the really gross stuff and then pickle. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that would taste like. Uh, and and, and I think you probably get very drunk eating your gherkins later on. Probably for the yep. best. <laughs> now, with the with the veg, though, mm. you could probably take that up onto the roof. And, and dry it. And compost it. Oh, compost it. Because and, oh, You could dry it. You could put cherry tomatoes and dry them in the yeah. heat. You could actually have cherry tomatoes. You could dry a lot of different things. You can dry it. Yeah, you that's have, a good idea. You could have dried capsicum. Peppers, yeah. if you're American. Yeah, we could dry those out. You could have dried fruit. Mandarin, you can dry your, your fruit out and have dried fruit ready well, to go. That's a really good so idea. So you could dry all the, not all the fruit, but you dry a lot and all, of the And all the stuff that didn't, you could compost it and then yeah. plant other stuff. Yeah, I think so. And you could probably even compost meat and that sort of stuff. Um, probably oh, not. composting you know meat is a gross. Yeah, gross it's maggoty and stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and you but you could use meat, gross meat, for a bait. I reckon. Uh, or, or maybe, uh, maybe, maybe if, if the rules work that way, cover yourself in gross meat and go for a wander and all the zombies will go, he smells like me, and they won't attack you. Uh, if you were doing the whole Walking Dead TV show kind of zombie, some reason yeah. they go, hey, you smell like me, therefore you're not, you know. You could certainly see whether they liked meat or not. Yes. Like chucking it off the top yeah. and seeing whether they were, went after it. Because that would suck. That would be really bad if you cover yourself in like a horrible maggoty meat suit. And then walked outside, and all the zombies went, awesome! And, like, leapt at you. Like, ah, oh, shit, I thought I was going to do the other thing! Yeah, ah! I should have done more tests. Yes, more tests, more science! So, don't, so first, yeah, you're right. So maybe, so let's work out whether they'll come for the meat or ignore the meat or whatever. Mm. Or maybe, whatever, man, you're in meat. There's lots of pickled stuff and lots of canned stuff. Yeah. And you may end up getting down to the, uh, the dog food. I, I think I think that'd be fine. It'd be absolutely fine. Even the dried cereal would be fine. You could you could easily get some if you have water. You could pour some water in a bowl and eat dried cereal for, in a, with water in a bowl. Mm. It's not going to be the best, but you would live. Water would be the problem. You'd want to get the buckets from the cleaning aisle and set yes, them up on the roof. And the roof once again. Yep, that would be a good thing try to get try. Some rainwater. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, yeah, that would be. An- uh, oh, and uh, some of that water is going to get a bit gross. But you use the bleach in the cleaning aisle, Ugh. and you put a, no, you just put a little, uh, uh, like a little <laughs> drop in, Ugh. and it takes care of. Oh, uh, you got to be careful. You want to be really careful. You do want to <gasps> be really careful. I but it is a, it is an actual survival oh, okay. technique. Is oh, to use okay. A little oh, bit of bleach. I want to look that up before. Yeah, I start no, I do. Double check it on the internet before yes. the uh, power goes out, yeah. guys. Now the other one I'll do is get get a kids bath. Like like an old, you know, like it looks oh, like a shell. Big, yep, like, a shell, like that, and get all the rotting vegetables that you can't dry, mm. and you whack them into the kids' bath, mm-hmm. like the, the kiddie pool, and you cover it in Glad wrap, and you put a cup in the well, hang on, put a cup oh. in the center, cover it in Glad wrap, the whole thing, and put a little rock, and so as the heat heats up, it takes the moisture out of the plants, the water runs down, and you get a little cup of drink every day. You, oh, that's not a bad idea. I thought it was pretty good. You probably even do it with the meat again. You probably could actually do it with all. Uh, I'm, I'm desperate to not waste the meat. In the pet food aisle, yes. there is bird food, a, a bird seed. Yes. So you take that up and you use it to lure Feed in, the birds. You lure in birds and you trap them. And oh. you eat wild birds. That's the idea, yeah. Could, Pigeons yeah. and stuff. Right, yeah. That's, I like that. Falcons. Yeah, falcons. 
if you summon the falcon, not again. Uh, yeah, you could, maybe that might work. You might be able to hit them with a bat or something or mm. a big fly swatter. Find a net. Oh, yeah. You make a net, I suppose. It's probably I a suppose net. Fly anyway. screens or things, or you could, you could probably put it all together. I, I wouldn't, but I mean, a more useful person than me. Mm. <laughs> what else would there? What else is there? There's there? batteries. The yes. Electrics and stuff. Yep. So That's I'd... good. You're, you're okay for batteries. Yep. There are cash registers, which aren't very useful. There's that big, long stick thing they used to open the windows really high up. That's what was fun. Good for swatting uh, in zombies from the top floor. From, from, from 10 feet away. <laughs> exactly, 10 feet away. Uh, oh, there's all sorts of medicine in there, isn't it? Yeah, but if you brush your teeth, you'd be fine for brushing your teeth. Yep. Teeth be fine, and you could even dye your hair. So you're like, oh, I'm a bit bored with my with my brunette look at the moment. I'm going to go redhead in the zombie apocalypse. I mean, yeah. That's, that's always important. Make yourself look pretty. Yeah, got to um, look pretty. And underarm spray, more, thank God, you won't stink. Well, at least you will stink, but you'll stink like a... Because water's going to be restricted. Yeah. Like, you can't use too much water. So, so you'll kind of have this weird rotting smell, but you'll smell like peppermint. That'll be nice. Uh, I wonder if you could mask your scent from the zombies. <laughs> Do some experiments with that. <laughs> by spraying it crazily. Make a little flamethrower out of it. So, yeah. you, which you should never, ever never do. do. Don't try that not, out. But, you know, if you're going to die, right, any, though, if, you, awesome if you're going to die anyway, you maybe want to go, oh my goodness, I'm going to burn its face off so it can't see me. So you can and then run like heck. Because it's like staggering, ah, oh, my eyes, ah, oh, my eyes, ah, oh, Jim, I'm not a zombie, you bastard. I think we may have hit the end of it. I think, I, I can't is, think of anything that's any, popping out at me. Anything else? But maybe the listeners Ooh. have found something that we've missed. In your local supermarket, so not not a mall, not a mall. No. So in a supermarket, mm-hmm. what could you use to survive the zombie apocalypse? What have we missed? I'm gonna actually. I've got one already. Aha! Yeah. Sporting equipment for armor, things like that. Like you know, like 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 cricket pads. And do you get them in a supermarket? I'm sure they get toys and things. You get singlets. <laughs> you get Lots of singlets. Put CDs all over it. That'd be fun. <laughs> but yes, what, what have we missed, gentle listener? What have we missed? Probably a lot. But the trolleys would come in handy for something. You could have one, cut the wheels off one, and put them upside down, the two of them together like a clamshell, and be like, like a little tank. Or use that as your bird trap. Oh, yeah. that's I like my way, but the tank, I like my tank. fair enough. And what you could do is get a zombie. Because the zombie, what you do is you get a zombie, and you attach it, you handcuff it to the trolley, and then you get in the trolley, so it's like, tries to get you, and, of course, it's pushing the trolley. And then that's what it's like. As long as you have to lean out to the right, and it pushes you to the right, and it lean out to the left, and it pushes you to the left. Great. Oh, it's it's kind of like a reverse carrot and stick on a um Yeah, you're the, you're the carrot. You're the carrot. That's right. You're like, go that way. And it goes, rawr, 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 and you straighten it up and you get pushed down the street with a zombie going, rawr, rawr. Oh, that is the best idea you've ever had. <laughs> Hooray. Are you sick of counting calories? Tired of going to the gym? Not in a position where you can decelerate your mass from near the speed of light? Well, try the new Isaac Newton Newtonian Weight Loss Program. Your weight is regulated by the mass of the oblate spheroid upon which you traverse. Simply reduce the mass of one side of you while adding mass to the other. Using our patented Jules Verne-inspired drilling vessel, we can plunge you to the center of the Earth. Just watch your weight slip away. I was originally sceptical about the promises made, but once we had broken through the continental plates and then crashed through the boundary of the Earth's semi-liquid mantle, I couldn't believe my eyes! I'd already lost 6% of my body weight! 
Thank you, Isaac Newton Newtonian weight loss program. Lose weight today. Just several easy payments via wire transfer. It's, it's the, the Isaac, Isaac Newton, Newton Newtonian, Newtonian weight, weight loss program. program. Sign up today. Side effects may include loss of friction, nausea, and magnification. head lice i have not oh you're lucky i know and i never want them because i i work in the teaching industry and trust me the only thing people want to talk about with their kids is they gross arachnids on their head mm-hmm. and how some other gross kid gave their gross kid some gross arachnids but wasn't their kid oh no it's always some other random child that gave everyone there's a <sighs> lot there's a lot of scorn on people for like the, 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 the yes. there's a real stigma on people who have head lice oh of course it's horrific well, they're just little parasites. Yeah, that's right. Well, the, well, well, every- talking, hang on, we talk about the kids or the head lice here? <laughs> <laughs> little parasites. Oh, that's a good gag. Thank I you. Like that one Thank you. Thank you very much. I had head lice Ugh. when I was like eight years old. They dunk you in petrol? Oh, pretty much. That's what, in, the bad, in the battle, that's what they do. They go to kerosene. They would take you and they would dunk your head in kerosene. That's a bit full on. Bloody awful. Something could go wrong. Did you, did you get your head dunked in kerosene? Did you have kerosene put in your head? No, but uh, the stuff that you bought... You, that you bought yes. in, what was, when would that have been, 1983? 1872. About 1984. Right. The stuff they gave you was... My head's itching. Oh, is it? My head's getting itchy my, psychosomatically. Yeah, all right. It's like, oh, right. my we head might, just started itching. We might come back to that. Uh. So, <laughs> and it didn't work. Yep. So, and I ended yeah. up just shaving the yes, kid. Yes, shave, shave the kid. That's what just... Alien 3 style. Nice. And then didn't have him again, and then years and years later. I wonder if Kenji Lopez-Alt has eaten head lice. Maybe. I should ask. Seems the sort. <laughs> so, my little kid brother and sister got him. Yeah. And I was 19 at the time, 18 or 19. And I got an infection. Oh yeah! Again, as an adult, yeah, I scorn you. It's not like it. It's not like you. I was filthy. I just these little bugs managed to get onto my head. Stop touching your filthy children, brothers and sisters. It's Don't. called human interaction. No, Greg. that's when you go. You have head lice. Bye. Stay out in the garden. Well, I didn't know that they had head lice, oh, and then I was looking well, after them, and then oh, boom, something. I've got a head on their head. So then I covered it in uh, some sort of uh, orange. It was like this vitamin uh, C orange thing. Like I washed my hair with uh, shampoo that smelled like oranges. Yep. And then oh, combed lovely. it out with a little tiny brush, yeah. and that managed to get rid of them. Mm. So I'm um, awful. But you brush them out, and there's a little arachnid line on the table in front of you with wiggling those little things. And oh, it's pretty gross. That's not on. So that's just a, there you go, listener. I hope you feel that's, gross about that. That's the end of the story. <laughs> it's not the end of the story. Oh. Though, because there's another story that's been coming up saying that there's been an increase in head lice because oh. of people taking selfies. What? I'm putting the heads together. So they they get they put the heads oh. together and they t- and they hold the phone out in front of them and they share and people are sharing head lice that way. Oh my head's on itchy again. Stop speaking about ah. But, ah. Um, Richard Pollock, an instructor for Harvard who specialises in pest control problems, said that prolonged head-to-head contact would be needed for lice to transfer from one person to the next. Yes. While it's theoretically possible to transmit lice through brief contact, he said it's much more likely a person would acquire lice by putting their head close to another person's while listening to music and sharing earbuds, reading a book while lying in the grass, or sharing the same bed. Oh, well there. Or sharing hats, I guess. Well, I never, yes. 
So selfies probably don't give you hair lice. Don't do them anyway. They're just stupid. There is a new technique to get rid of head lice. Right. Because all those poisons are just... All they're doing are poisoning most of them and then the ones that remain become super... Super powerful. Yeah. Like, I have the the old... Basically, anti-Spider-Man. They're kind of like, I was bitten by a radioactive human and now I've gained the abilities of a... Proportional strength of a human. Ah, oh, forget it. Mm. No, I've got six arms. <laughs> Lost two of them. <laughs> uh, but there's a new thing, which is it's basically a. It's I'm like an Aristotelian of... fly. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. uh, you get this little rubber thing on the end of a hot hose. Yeah. So it's like a hair dryer. Right. But it's got a bunch of little rubber fingers that nestle into your hair and force dry, hot air right. into the hair follicles. And it dries out. The hair lice, and right. it, it only takes thirty so it, seconds. It desiccates them. Yeah, it right. dries them out. It only takes thirty seconds, and they dry <laughs> out and they die. Mm. And you just you go over the head. It takes thirty minutes to do a human head. Yeah, and then you brush them all out, and they're they're all just corpses. And this takes care of all of the little, the eggs as well. Oh, it kills the it's eggs. The, it's the nits, yes. the little eggs that stay there. Yeah, oh, I'm itching again. You're itching. <sighs> You're itching again. No, I'm itching again. Yeah, it's awful. Well, uh, it's funny you should mention that uh, because I've always said that you were a bit sensitive. Uh, oh yes, that's what says about me. The um, <laughs> well-known uh, itching yes. is contagious. Uh, so when we look at each other itching, yes. we actually start getting itchy too. So yawning, so it's a similar kind of like yawning. yawning. Yeah. Now itching makes a lot of sense because if there are parasites amongst your group, yes, and one of them starts itching. As a member of the tribe, mm. I start to recognise various vague sensations on my skin yeah. more than I would u- usually do so. So part of my brain sends up a fla- flag and goes, be on the lookout. Yes. yes. Anything that sort of feels like yeah. a sensation, that could be whatever that guy's scratching about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so the more you scratch, the more you, you get rid Humans of... Humans are social apes. Look at that. Yeah. Similar work in primates has also shown that monkeys can catch itches too. Mm-hmm. And the research now believe contagious itching may be rooted in our evolutionary past as we evolved to live in close-knit social groups. It's definitely rooted. Growing sensitivity itching when one member of the group is scratching could help to identify parasite infestations early and stop them from spreading. By pushing them away. And it, once again, instead of touching their heads or taking photos... Push them into the garden and say, you now live outside. You're an outside brother or yeah. sister. And they can stand outside while those tiny, the dozens and dozens of <clears throat> tiny creatures <clears throat> dig their little tiny jaws into your scalp and suck the blood out. <laughs> oh, this is fun. It's time for the walk of shame. Surely no one has said anything in. We've been striding around being correct all the time for weeks on end. Weeks! Well, I'm sure you've got nothing for me. I have nothing for you. Yes! That's, I, I have nothing for you. I, I decided that uh, some t- listeners did send in, you pronounce this word wrong, but I don't know. Part of me was like, look, pronunciation of words. Yeah, and there were other ones as well. And I just went, look... Pronunciations can be a mistake, yes, of course, but sometimes it's an accent as well, and like aluminum and aluminium and all the rest. And I went, I'm not going to go down that path of accepting electromagnetic, yes, <laughs> misreadings and uh, interpretations of words. I thought that's just my take on it. Maybe I'm wrong. Write and tell me I'm wrong, and I'll ignore you too. Whoa. <laughs> but you, you look like you have a real one. I had, I do have. I've got, I've got two. <laughs> One is for me. Right. Yay! The best one. I found a follow-up to uh, getting babies drunk. 
Oh, yes. Yep. Because you remember how we said that if a baby drinks alcoholic milk... Yes. ...like a little bit, mm. then its motor functions can drop down a little tiny bit? Sure, yes, yes. But some more research has come out and said that even though that is true in the short term, mm. by 18 months old, yep. all of their motor function has returned to normal. Oh, OK, so, so it's not permanent. Oh, good. It's not permanent. Yep. So even though it changes weight... A little mm. bit of weight gain here and there. Yes. 18 months later, no difference in, right. in babies. Hooray! Drink so to your heart's content, have parents. A, have, drink to your heart's content. Yeah, so and, enjoy. And to your breast's content. And your baby will be fine sh- in two years. Uh, yeah. But not. But don't drink more than your liver can handle. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, that, that's, once again... Not like me on New Year's Day. Oh, God. <laughs> that's a story else. for another time. You got so many babies drunk that day. Wow. Oh, thank goodness. That's crazy. Number two. Yes. I have a walk of shame for Dr. Jen Parsons. <gasps> really? The bat scientist oh, lady. Oh, yes, right. Oh, dear. What did she say? Because she said... Yes. And you were very upset by this. Yes. You thought you were going crazy. Right. But she said bats cannot take off from the ground. Yes, because I told the story of how I used to watch as a child bats taking off from the ground after eating piles of mangoes we piled up for them. And she said, you are crazy, yes. you f- that's what she did. She, they're the words she used. But she did not. She was lovely. She was much nicer than That's that. right. She just went, oh, But she maybe. was also much wronger. Oh. Because not only can bats take which off bats? from the ground. Which bats? All bats? Uh, uh, I'd not necessarily... She was talking about fruit bats. Was she specifically yes. talking about fruit bats? Yes. Because this bat can actually jump into the air and fly off. I so- don't know what bat it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> this might not be a walk of shame at all. She was talking about fruit bats. Because uh, fruit bats eat fruit. Well, it's a walk of shame for someone. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Wait. So did you call is... a walk of shame on a guest and then shamed yourself into a walk? Uh, it looks like it. it <laughs> Maybe we should, we'll have to ask Dr. Jen Parsons. We will Parsons. have to ask Dr. Jen Parsons. So we'll hold off on the walk. Okay. It's, uh, we, 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 we put one foot, but I'm, I'm so it's basically now someone is going to take this walk. Yeah. It's either Dan... Or it's Dr. Jen Parson. Okay. Vote but, now. It's not a vote. It's not a vote. It's science. No, yeah. But, um, I'll, go, I'll go talk to her very soon. I only discovered you. this because I was looking into pterosaurs. Yes. And pterosaurs jump into the air. Well, they did. They're dead Some now. of them. Big, yeah. No, none of them are jumping no, very no, far. No, no, it's very, always very sad. But some pterosaurs would actually, because they, they've got their wings come from their little finger. Yeah. And so they lean forward on their hands mm. and their hands are really, and their arms are really long. And so they push off. Like stilts or something. Like, stilts into the sky. Yeah, or like a pole vault. Right. So their back legs <laughs> sort of punch at the ground yep. and they sort of pole vault off, off their wings and flip it, flip up into the air and then open up their wings and start flying away. How do we away. know that? Because they did some simulations and any other way that they move around looks yep. ridiculous. But maybe they maybe they maybe they, they they waddled to a cliff edge and then jumped off. They they looked at that and there were reasons that they couldn't that couldn't necessarily <laughs> do that because some of them uh, lived in environments that didn't have cliff faces uh, and such. Okay, there were there are prints of these animals walking around and lifting off. Oh, okay, right. I see. Yeah. So fair enough. That's good to know. And they they did some computer simulations of whether they walked around like chickens do, like Mm. on their back legs, Mm. but in order for the balance to work out, they looked like some sort of Disney character. Yeah. It was really ridiculous. I think I've seen the ones you're talking about when they walk along, they kind of knuckle walk. They're really huge, kind of the biggest Mm. ones ever. And they're almost like a gorilla, but a a giant bird, reptile gorilla. And then they kind of walk on their front legs. And they can gallop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and they they were mighty hunters. 
And they're mighty hunters on the ground, not just air-swooping hunters. Yeah. And then they, they, because they were really big, they had really long, the ones I'm thinking, what's that called? They'll chase you down. And and they had big, long, long beaks. So they kind of come up and go, and they get you. Ah, I'm a tiny mammal. And that was the end of you. Thank goodness these giant bird monsters are all dead now. Otherwise, what chance would we have, Dan? None. But anyway, walk of shame. There's one coming for someone. I'm staring at Dan in a meaningful manner. Statistically. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fair. We all learn something. We'll find out for the next one. When I say the band Biscuit Head and the Biscuit Badgers, does that fill you with much hope? No. (laughs) Now, this song was sent in by a listener. It's a science-based song. Oh, for it's called Friction. Oh, great, I can't wait. <laughs> Surfaces even seemingly smooth walls have microscopic unevenness. The unevenness of two touching surfaces catch on each other and this produces friction. Friction! For kinetic friction not to be affected by sliding velocity The force that resists the relative motion Or the tendency to such motion of two bodies Or substances in contact causes Friction, friction, whoa, friction, friction, whoa, friction. All work is movement. Since this 
friction, friction, friction. Whoa! So, Dan, before you tell me what you thought of that, I want you to be as honest as possible mm-hmm. and don't worry about hurting my feelings yep. because a listener sent that in. Yeah. A listener. Yeah. A, one of our loving listeners. What listener is that? A, I don't act, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say, gonna Dan. Say? I'm not going to say whether one you like. Because I'm going to find out. Right. <laughs> when I do, yep. you're on my fucking list. You understand me? Because that was awful. <laughs> you contact Biscuit Head and the Biscuit Badges that's whenever it. you need a textbook sung to you. And that's what I... <laughs> it was kind of like listening to uh, like one of those music shows where they go, here's, here's a song, uh, like a, here's a melody, and now read this self-help book at the same time, and you have to guess the actual song that they do. Like the, oh. So that, yes, that was... But that, that, he sings very well. Mm. He, I think he sang very yeah, well. It was sort of a... He's obviously been listening to a lot of uh, Smash Mouth or Scar stuff. Really? Yeah, it's got a, kind of a Scar vibe okay. to it. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's just the horns. Well, anyway, that was Friction <sighs> by Biscuit Head and the Biscuit Badgers. Now on Dan's list, mm. can you send any other songs or signs that might get on Dan's list? I'm sure there's Don't quite a few. Don't aim to get on my list. That is not a list you want to be on. That's right. He's an angry man. Wh- wh- whoever sent that song into Greg... You are now on that list and you do not want to be there. Now, the only way to protect that list, once he works out who it is, is to maybe put yourself on the list so Dan can't get you all. Don't throw yourself on the shit song grenade. No, 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 do it, do it. Hurl yourself on that grenade and send in the worst science songs you can find. I've already put some pretty bad ones up there. But there are probably much more worse ones. So send them in to me. Make sure you send them in to Greg at Smart Enough to Dog. And I will be able to protect Dan's new nemesis. From the shit song Grenade. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And Greg at smartenough.org for all your song needs. You can follow us on Twitter at SE2KB. And Facebook, SE2KB. And you can get along to iTunes and you can rate us and yes. write a review if Subscribe, you like. subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe. Very important to subscribe. Reviewing is good. Rating is good. Subscribing is very, very important. If you would like to chat about anything you heard in this episode, you can get go to smartenough.org and you can make a comment yes. under this podcast. And it's always fun to have those comments. We get right back to them. Well, Twitter, of course, we said that before, but we do like to write back to our listeners. And if you have any questions, of course, ask us. I, love, I always love it when listeners ask us really scientific questions. And I sit there and go, do, do, do you listen to the podcast? <laughs> hey, guys, you guys seem to know about this. What about this thing about anthropology? Like, what? You guys seem to have all the time in the world. <laughs> like, I'll just Google it like you did. No. That's the first time we do actually know. And listeners... If you happen to be in the Brisbane area, oh yeah, you don't just have to listen to us anymore. If you find us annoying to listen to, think how annoying it would be in real life. Oh, very annoying. Very annoying indeed. Dan and I are part of a amazing theatrical production. It is called Speed, the movie, the play. That's right. A pastiche of the 1994... An homage. Or pa- the, the to satire. Keanu Reeves... Ep- Magnus, Magnus, Magnus Opus, Opus. Speed. Speed. We are going to recreate the entire film of Speed yes. before your very eyes 
on an actual bus. On a bus, which may or may not exploit. It won't exploit. If you... It better, because that's part of the story. That's true. It will jump a bridge. Yep. It won't jump a bridge. Oh, you will be amazed when it does jump a bridge. You, you won't be amazed. Uh, just as amazed as you were when it did it in the film. That's right. <laughs> um, you can find out. You can go get tickets. You can yes. buy tickets now. And you might be going, what, are you doing it in a back alley for some bums? Oh, no. We're doing it at the prestigious Brisbane Powerhouse for the very prestigious... Brisbane Comedy Festival. Brisbane Comedy Festival. We're in the festival. Yeah, and when it's really hard to get into that yeah, festival right, if yeah. you're from Brisbane. Right, you yeah. have to be a Melbourne stand-up comic yeah, and, to get and into for like the... 20 years of mediocre jokes that they... they... <laughs> I didn't say that. That's we not... are going to wipe the floor with those that's, guys. That's true. Or actually just support all of our fellow performers. Yes, because that's what we do. And if we'd ask them to come do it for us too. If... if... Because you know, com- if we sell out, we're going to be very performance. Bad performance is always about combating other performers. Yeah. We only do well when they do badly. So get along to type the powerhouse. Uh, to just type in Brisbane Powerhouse, or just in- if you just type in, I've done this. If you type into Google, there's a thing called Google Kids. Type in Speed, the movie. The play, and you will find it on Google. Oh, really? Yes, it's the first one that appears. Brilliant. We're right at the top. So just type that in, and you'll find it. Excellent. If you would like to get us to perform something else for you, Mm. go to smartenough.org and click on the For Hire button. That's right. And we can do stuff for you. We will work for peanuts. And we can host murder mysteries or MC or all sorts of stuff. We'd we'd like cash to be pushed into those peanuts. Yes. We would like... I should probably say that. Yes. Gold, gold-filled peanuts. Gold-filled peanuts would be good, yes. Don't eat them. Oh, wow. Well, we could eat them, and then we just have to poop them out later. Yeah. That's right. And that's how finance works. That's called <laughs> laundering the money. And as we always like to say... I'm itchy! That might be a couple of centimetres too low for you. I can do that bit, surely. I don't know, you almost electrocuted yourself on a squash racket before. <laughs> I have that power. thing is, I was like, oh, I should really warn him. You probably should. But he's How gonna, dangerous is it? He's gonna, it's not dangerous. Oh, good. It made my hand tingle. He's, so. he's going to touch it, and it's going to be the best. And you know what? It was. Oh, good. It I'm was glad. the best. I'm glad, Dan. That's good. I'm glad these things keep you amused. I haven't done it to myself, but but yeah, no people. <laughs> people sleeping, homeless people. But I've seen it done dogs. to other people, and uh, yeah, check the internet. And the internet's full of people licking them. Oh no, <laughs> no! Like if you hold on to it, does it? Is it like that fence switches on and switches off? I think or so. Yeah. Ow, 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 ow. Okay. Yeah. That that makes more sense. Because I just tapped it. I was like, oh wait, shit. And I was, that wasn't going to go. Nah, not to do that in life. Strange device. <laughs> yeah, metal grid. Yeah. And a little light on it. Yeah. Well, that's what a... did you think was going to happen? I didn't. I had no idea. I thought, it was, no, I thought it was a toy. I thought it was going to be like a... That's why I swung it. I pressed the button and swung it. And I thought it was going to go... Or make some kind of... <laughs> right. So it's like a, a Wii remote thing. Right. That's where my mind was going. Like, Or like maybe it was a game. And then you went, you got to hit something. And I went, oh, is it like... You literally have to hit something to make it make the noise. I was still on the making the noise thing, so I thought maybe it was like a virtual tennis game you could play. Yeah. Right? You know. It made a noise, yeah, and then you made a noise. Ow! Ow! Stupid science. <laughs> I spent my lunchtime today explaining emission spectrums. <laughs> and actually, know know what farts. know what what farting? No, no, different type of emissions. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I've been jonesing to explain something <laughs> properly. 
I've been so. jonesing to tell someone how things are. <laughs> I need to tell people about science. I need it, man. I've got the shakes. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Want to know some chemistry? <laughs> I can I can tell you all about center of the, the galaxy if you want to. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, are you familiar with the light of the uh, the sky and uh, how it can bring peace and harmony to your life? Possibly gravitational. Is this a, is this a religious thing? No. No. Why would no you the opposite, really. Yeah, well, it, it could be, but I don't think so. Let's no, moving on now. No, I just thought I'd come around and tell you some. I'm sorry, we're not interested <laughs> in whatever it is you're selling. Oh, that'd be quite cute. Hello. I'm here to tell you about spectroscopy. But what if you die with no meaning in your life and you don't understand why? <laughs> <laughs> After five years, we've used our talent to squeeze out enough money to buy a pair of headphones. They're good ones, too. Oh, only one pair, though. We sound very bassy. Oh, well, you can use the old ones. But oh, I see. Oh, that... can I? Can I? Actually, I've changed my mind. No, you can't. <laughs> Don't need to. I'll just well, scrape the earwax off them. It just means that murderers can creep up on us now. That's what it is. We'll be like working on stuff, and suddenly we just get murdered because no one will hear what's going on behind them. But we're facing each other. We'll see the other murderers. This I don't trust only you, man. Work. You'll let a murderer kill me just to give yourself a second to get away. Like As I'm dying, you're like, I'm out! That's it. And I'll <laughs> arm him with a, uh, an electric fly sword. Yeah, so maybe he's behind me now! You just, a, a moth just flew inside you, didn't it? Right into my eye. It <laughs> invade my brain. Like, like some sort of Cthulian monster. Horrible things that go into your brain. Yay. Yay. So, yeah, like this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and five years later, we do the... <laughs> Here's the sketch you've been waiting for. We don't force it out? No, no. No. It is poo, but we don't force it out. We wait for it we to, wait, uh, yes. to slide out. That slide out itself. We are the poop shoot of comedy. Smart off and no better. The poop shoot of comedy. Dan, here's the birthday pre- ba 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 ba